grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Tuesday, April 14th. I'm Melissa Weinish, in for Dave Lomas, and today I want to talk about hope. In all honesty, even just being a few days out of Easter, I am wrestling to find hope. The last week or so has felt like an uphill battle trying to wrap my hands and my heart around something that feels both very close and very far away. When I was a kid, the word hope was a big part of my world. It meant something really important to my mom and she put reminders of it on every surface she could. I remember seeing it hand painted on every other thing hanging in our house. It was the code to open the garage door. I grew so used to seeing hope, it became like part of the furniture of my life. And for the same reason that I've never spent great amounts of time thinking deeply about kitchen tables, I just haven't spent much time really dwelling on hope. Until recently, when the whole world slammed the brakes, and all of a sudden memories of wall hangings and garage door opening codes came flooding back to my mind. Right now, our world is clamoring for hope. There is this unspoken starvation just under the surface of everything we see and hear. People need to believe that there's an end to all this coming, that we'll be able to leave our homes, that there'll be solutions in medicine, that we'll see financial rehabilitation, that our sense of safety will be returned, that everything will be okay. We crave it. We need it. So we try to feed our hope hunger by reading news, looking for new numbers or new data that will change our trajectory. If the curve is flattening, it'll be okay. Our hunger subsides. Or maybe watching stories of people or companies being kind and generous and thoughtful to one another restores our faith in humanity. We're all in this together, so we'll all be okay. And again, our hunger for hope subsides. And neither of those in healthy moderation are wrong things, but neither of them are satisfying us. They give us a moment of consolation or a moment of happiness, and then they quietly retreat back into the screen they came from as we move about our days, leaving us still hungry for some real hope. I wish I had a more astute source to quote from, but I've worked with youth for 15 years, so Hunger Games it is. And without getting too much into it, the Hunger Games is a a pretty intense story about a post-apocalyptic world where once a year a representative from every district has to come together and fight to the death. And as this really corrupt leader is explaining how and why there is a winner in the midst of these really horrific death matches, he explains that it's hope. That hope is the only thing stronger than fear. A little hope is effective. A lot of hope, though, is dangerous. A spark is fine as long as it's contained. And what he's saying is that even more than fear, a tiny spark of hope will keep people in line. But if you give them too much hope, if you give them a lot of hope, real hope, like an uncontained spark, it'll give them an opportunity to grow, to spread, and to involve others. I think maybe that we're experiencing some of that in this moment. At first, for many of us, it was fear that kept us in our houses, panic buying toilet paper, Cloroxing our doorknobs. But over time, as we have settled into this new normal, it is our hope, just a little bit of hope that soon this will all be over, that keeps us compliant and relatively productive and reasonably sane. But if you're like me, that's not enough. 
We are still hope hungry. We need a lot of real hope. We aren't content to just be relatively productive and reasonably sane. There's something in us that needs more, and that's where me and my uphill battle have been for the last few days. Because real hope is heavy to hold. It requires us to bear the whole weight of where we are in this moment. All the pain, all the loss, and we struggle to hold it or to hold it well. And once we finally can bear that weight, real hope is hard to hold on to because it's not enough to just hold it. Real hope holds under the weight of where we are and looks it square in the eyes and then runs at it. And real hope can make a fool of us because we can run at it with every ounce of what's inside of us and crash. I think of the Psalms where over and over we read, I put my hope in you, do not let me be put to shame. Or may those who put their hope in you not be disgraced. But the honest answer is that real hope will take all of our energy. It will take all of our courage and often it will take all of our dignity. And that makes real hope very dangerous. Because when the world, or maybe the voice in our head says, this is the best we can do, real hope is Jesus saying, I'm not done yet. And isn't that what we're all waiting to hear when we turn on the news? Isn't that what we are wanting to see when we watch stories of people being decent to one another? Isn't that what we woke up to celebrate Sunday morning? I'm not done yet. I think of 1 Thessalonians where it says, we don't mourn like those who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. We are people marked by our belief that even death doesn't get to call the game. He is not done yet. That is real hope. And when our hope hunger is met with that real hope, it is not only satisfied, it's fulfilled. And like an uncontained spark, it will grow and spread and will not allow us to stay in line, to remain consumed with our own grief or comfort or control. It will compel us to sit with others in theirs and to look their fear, their pain, their loss square in the eyes and run at it, even dance over it, because our hope is built on Jesus standing outside an empty tomb. And maybe you're there. Thank God, literally Thank him and be the arms and the legs and the voice of Jesus saying, I'm not done yet to those who need to hear it. And be patient with us as we continue climbing, trying to get there, catching our breath on this mountain. And for those of us who are still climbing, who are still hungry for real hope, who are, t- who are tired and beat up and going from spark to spark to move us along, take heart. He is not done yet. Hope will not put you to shame because God's love has been poured into your heart through the Holy Spirit who has been given to you. Lord Jesus, give us hope. Hope that has seen an empty tomb and cannot be contained. Mm -hmm.